Hello, welcome again to another episode of Education of the Heart. Learning, the most important learning is those 18 inches that come from your cluttered head to your passionate heart. I'm here with Emily and Regan, and they're going to talk about how their learning has moved from their head to their heart in our assistive technology class. I think Emily is first. So Emily, how was your, how was your class, your assistive technology class this semester? It was really good. Uh, it was eye-opening for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, my question that I started out with was how I could develop and use a variety of print and picture schedules for um, students who I will work with in the future, and specifically my sister. Oh, so picture schedules to help them know what's coming up, to help with transitions, to prepare them for different things. So that is kind of low-tech assistive technology, but wow, can that be empowering? Yeah. That can help. So, so tell us what it did for your sister. So, um, so my little sister, she has autism and she is, uh, she's verbal. She's very high functioning, but she has a hard time with transitioning and, or like remembering what she has to do in the morning in what order. And so with her making a picture schedule allowed her to see, Oh, like this is what I need to do at this time. This is coming up next. And it just helped her to prepare and um, be more independent. So, okay, so one of the goals of this class is to consider assistive technology for people and implement it. So when you were designing this picture schedule, just it all just worked out really quickly and easily. And there was probably some trial and error. That's what I'm asking. Yes. So, so, so yeah, tell us about that. We love the trial and error. Um, first... I had to actually know what Lily needed help with, with her transitioning, mm-hmm. um, what she was struggling remembering. So um, you might have even done a task analysis and maybe mm-hmm. figured out what, okay, what transitions does she struggle with? What do we need to break down for her? I love it. Yeah. So the biggest issue that we found as I was doing this, and I also talked, so I kind of did like an RBI with my mom. Oh, so yeah, you got to tell us what an RBI is. So it's a routine-based interview where you just talk with them and see what the routine is of the child in the home and their mm-hmm. environment that they're in every day. And so... And then during the routine, you put in activities for helping them learn because your mom said, okay, this routine, not working. And this is where we need help. Yeah. So um, we found that through routine based through the routine based interview and through observation and trial and error, the biggest place she has a hard time with is the morning routine, mm-hmm. getting out of bed, getting herself ready and getting on time to the next activity for the day, whether that's school or an appointment that she has. So how did you develop? Did you do pictures that represented that or can she read words? So um, what, what, what showed her the meaning of the next thing? Yes. So she can read words, but I also added pictures to make it a little bit more fun for her. Right. Um, and so we made this picture schedule. So the first thing was waking up in the morning. So we had an alarm clock and with the time that she had to set her alarm clock at. And then the next one was brushing her hair, brushing her teeth. And so we had toothbrush and then we had a comb <laughs> and we had that. Those were the next things she had to do. And then getting dressed I had a picture of clothes, and then it was breakfast, and then taking her medicine in the morning. That was a big one that she always forgets. So having those, and then we had pictures for all of them, and words. So how did it go? How did how did the schedule work? It actually worked out really well for her, and um, she she was able to use it and be independent in those things. Oh, 
That's so cool to hear because those principles of teaching those things. So when you become a teacher, which is going to be pretty soon, and if you have a student that's lower functioning than your sister, you'll use the same principles. You'll use the breaking down the task, what things they need. Some students need actual objects, like you might have to put an alarm clock in a box with the numbers on it so that they, but your sister's able to read the word. So some students are able to move from the object to a picture, to word or whatever. But I think that is so great. You also worked with a girl that you braided her hair. That was kind of cool. You've done a lot of hygiene in our class. (laughs) Yes. So how was the hair braiding? Um, the hair braiding was fun. <laughs> Regan also helped with that. <laughs> so and that's probably why you're doing this podcast together, of yes, course. Yes. Um, so the braiding was very interesting. Um, it was kind of interesting at first because we didn't know if she could do a braid, if she couldn't. And so we did a trial intervention. We found that she knew a basic three-strand braid. And so we wanted to challenge her a little bit more. And so we had her work on getting the braid tighter because it was super loose. And then we also taught her how to do a fishtail braid. Oh, fishtail braid. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. That sounds fancy. <laughs> I don't have long enough hair to do that. So yeah. And as we researched into that, we found that there weren't really a ton of interventions to go with personal hygiene or, like, hair <laughs> specifically. And so we had to make up our own. Yeah, so we took, we ended up taking a strategy that had been used um, – that actually study for under arthritis and to see if oh. um like resistance training actually like took away pain and like gave the dexterity back um especially like after having a stroke and we adapt we changed that um intervention into thinking that if it's supposed to bring strength could it bring strength to her so one of our interventions actually was putting rubber bands around a tennis ball Ooh. Um, so she would have to practice opening and closing the tennis ball. And then the rubber bands we used had different thicknesses and different elasticity. Um, so then she would, for some of them, she actually had to practice the whole, like, trying to put a hair tie on, like, the whole turning it and putting it on again. Yeah. So when you're doing AT, you're really assessing the student's strengths and skills and what they really need to be accomplishing mm-hmm. before you throw a tool at them. Yeah. yeah. And so with the tennis ball, we actually found that. So we kind of mixed, like Regan said, the arthritis intervention <laughs> um, with some OT interventions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I want to go into is occupational therapy. And so as I did some research on that, that's how we mixed those interventions together. Awesome. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So... I, I'm gonna. We're just gonna make sure Emily's completely done. So we're gonna ask her the final question, and then we'll go to Regan. So, how have the fruits of your learning this semester, or your education, moved to your heart? How has that helped your testimony of Jesus Christ? Well, that's a really, that's a really deep question. It is. <laughs> um, so I think personally for me. Um, you know, I think about Jesus Christ and how he taught, and he taught very individualized to the person. And as I've gone through this process of AT, we've had to make things very individualized to the person, to their needs, to their understandings. And so it just helped me gain a clear understanding, 
a clearer feel for how Heavenly Father and how Jesus Christ see us and how they want to help us and how they're able to help us. I love it. So what were one of the fruits that we look in the scriptures that came from moving this learning from your head to your heart? Um, I think the biggest one was inspiration. Um, as I went through this, I, I love special education, but this gave me more of a, oh, what's the, what's the word? An engineering side to mm-hmm. special education, which I love problem solving. I love that whole aspect of like math and you know you have a problem you have to figure it out and that's kind of what this did for me is give me inspiration on how to help people in the future oh well thank you what a great semester regan you're up next okay so the beginning of the semester we made you read this nine page am i competent in at and you wrote down things that you wanted to learn this semester so what yes. were some of those things um some of those things Mostly, it can all be narrowed down to, I, didn't, I just wanted to learn about AT. I did not know the whole continuum of AT, and there's just been different parts of my life that I'm like, hmm, it would be really interesting to learn more about that, like hearing and um, voice. Like, my hearing is going downhill as I'm getting older, and so I'm like, hmm, just kind of sort of curious about this. And then um, just being able to talk to, so like, along with hearing because I lose my voice like once a semester for like a week Um, (laughs) and so it was just kind of interesting to learn uh, the different tools that are out there for those students who might have the same problems. All right well what did you discover about all these tools that are out there? Um, Essentially what I learned was what what one student needs is not what another student needs. Like you can't look at Jack and say that's what Joe needs. Um, you really need to get to know the student in and of themselves. And you also, you also don't need the fanciest tools just to make things happen. Like simple pen and paper is fine. Um, you don't need the fanciest app. You don't have to pay the 20 bucks for the app that sings, to, sings instead of talks in the ro- robot voice. So you have a job, besides just being a student, Yes. that you've learned a lot of individual ways to help people. What is your job? Um, so I'm a CNA for special needs adults. Uh, our job, we, my job, we have a continuum. We, we help with a lot, from very high functioning, just they're there for suicide watch, to very low functioning of their bedridden um, yeah and so so they need help with showering and eating and dressing and all of those things yes um and it's just interesting to see the different tools that we use and how it um affects each person like for example um someone who can walk but they can't actually like sit on the ground we have a special chair for them but then we also have two girls that are geriatric and there's shower chairs very more complex. <laughs> Ooh, complex shower chairs. Wow. <laughs> Who would have known there was so much to showering and shower chairs, right? Yes. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, and then just like simple brushing your teeth. Like for one person, it's a simple toothbrush. For another person, it's this weird medical spongy thingy. And I'm like, this is wow. 
So you had the question of what is AT? You searched it, you found all the individual things. So the way you do learning of the heart, education of the heart is here's what I learned, but then why does it matter? That was the fruit. So tell me some of the fruits that the scriptures say that you learned from taking this learning to your head, to your heart. Um, there's a couple words that stand out to me. Um, we'll first talk about reverence. Like my job that we have catheters that we, we have, um, and just looking like when they go out into the public, I don't like my clients couldn't care less that the fact that the bladder is hanging out, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, I shouldn't care either, but but at do. the same time, like, I want you to respect yourself enough because you don't need your bladder hanging out. So just finding, like, knowing that there's different ways to help them be more respect, like, not be, have self-respect. So reverence for a higher quality of life. Yes. The highest quality of life that they can have. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another word you said. Um, and it's discern. Um, just knowing the difference between each person and being able to identify those different Okay, then the final question for you. So, now that you've moved the education from your head to your heart, you've had these fruits of reverence and discernment, how has that helped your testimony of Jesus Christ? I would have to say just... Can I change the question a little bit? Yeah, of course. To instead of testimony of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. Yes. Um, just knowing that He uh, really did create each and every one of us. Um, we're all so different, and everyone is so complex to each themselves. But within each disability, the way that they all interact with each other, like, for my job, we have multiple disabilities. One person has, like, four, three or four disabilities. Like, it's crazy. And just seeing how the brain can function with all those different things is just amazing. Like, the different ways the brains can work. Yeah. That's, um, someone told me that our mortality is a disability because we're so fallen from heavenly father where he is and yet he loves us he knows us and he's got a plan for us to be successful and i think that's what that's what i think we're learning this semester is get to know students you're a better teacher when you know them better and then when you have that inspiration reverence and even discernment to improve their quality of life oh what a great semester thank you too and that ties it up for another education of the heart podcast we'll see you next time